Way back in 2007, Blizzard was internally developing a massively multiplayer first-person shooter named Titan. In this class-based shooter, you could work during the day and save the world during the night. I mean, isn't that what we all do anyways? What's most interesting about Titan, though, is that it would eventually become the topic of today's discussion. Released five years ago this week, Blizzard's Overwatch hardly resembles Titan, but yet, there are still pieces of it that exist to this day. Curious to learn more? Today we're celebrating five years of Overwatch alongside some very special guests, talking about the origins of the game, discussing our favorite characters, and our opinions on competitive gaming itself. So stick around and join us for an Overwatch-themed trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 39th episode of our video game nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we take a look back at one release during the current week in gaming history, and we talk about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world, or what it gave back to it. Today we're celebrating the five-year anniversary of Overwatch. Not exactly a classic title in the traditional sense, but five years is cause for celebration, so it's party time. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, who is actually the inspiration for one of the canceled heroes of the Overwatch series. Yes, that's right. Here we have the inspiration for Recluse, ladies and gentlemen, my brother, Rob Casson. Rob, it's always a pleasure. I hope you know that. Yeah, I prefer sticking to myself, though. <laughs> and joining us for the first time is Matthew Sprouse, friend of mine and competitive Overwatch extraordinaire. Matt, I just want to start by apologizing. I want you to know that I appreciate the favor of you joining us for our podcast, but I really don't think you understand what this is going to do to your credibility. So I'm sorry ahead of time. Well, the good part is I don't have any credibility to start with, so I'm doing well. I just want you to know you already signed the waiver, so it's too late to back out now. (laughs) Too late. Oh, Rob, I'll start with you. How you doing? I am doing well, Dave. How about you? There we go. I realize I didn't introduce myself. Uh, my name's David Casson, and I'm doing well. Uh, Matthew, Matt, how are you doing today? I am doing well. And very welcome. And Matt, what are you playing these days? What has been your recent week in gaming? Uh, truthfully, I've just been playing Overwatch's anniversary event. Trying to get all the skins for that. Rob, how about you? What are you playing right now? Well, lately it's been a lot of Rocket League. And uh, as of last night, a little bit of Diablo on the side. It's very true. We we played Diablo 1 last night. I I don't have anything else to say about it, but we played Diablo 1. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of jealous. I enjoyed the hell out of Diablo 1. Right? Right? (laughs) Well, you know, we... When when its anniversary came around, we had we did it as a topic, and Rob and his friends, for that matter, had never played. Rob, you had never played any Diablo, correct? Correct. So I I thought it was appropriate to start at the beginning. So we've been 
you know, tackling a little bit of one and hopefully we'll work our way through the series. I I haven't decided if I was going to have uh him have us play Diablo 2 original or wait for the you know the remake they're working on. I I just Ooh. don't I don't know yet to be honest with you. I'm such a nerd. I got the Diablo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> that you know that was a thing. You are Oh a nerd. yeah. I know it's terrible. <laughs> All right, Matt. So as a first time guest, I like to ask everyone who comes on for the first time uh, a question. I don't really like to give anyone a chance to prepare for this because I like the knee jerk reaction. So right right off the bat, what is your earliest gaming memory? Oh, my neighbor had a ColecoVision. Nice. And we have to slide those cards into the controller so you knew where the buttons were and all that good stuff. and. Pray to God that it worked. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that because I had I had asked someone at work a similar question, and ColecoVision was their answer too. So that's the second ColecoVision that I have encountered in the last week. Oh wow, Damon, do you want to join us? How's that? I don't know, Rob. Hey. What do you think? You think we should good? let Damon join? He already is kind of off to a bad start. We're off to a bad start? Oh, this ain't good. Well, you can listen. You just want to listen since you didn't prepare for today? I mean, I kind of, I'll just sit here quietly, and if I could chime in, I'll just chime in. All right, I'll take it, Peanut. I'll take it, Peanut Gallery. But mute, mute, your, mute yourself otherwise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good Lord. Good Lord. Damon, Matt, Matt, David. That's nice Rob's, to meet you. Rob's best friend. So nice to meet you. Yeah. All right. So ColecoVision, man, I'm gonna edit all that out. That's nope. You know. That needs to stand. It's so professional, I'm sorry, Dave. It's okay. I just didn't know if you like actually wanted to join. Like you prepared something, but you really didn't. You just want to listen. So, I mean, it's it's Overwatch, right? It's Overwatch, yes. Yeah, I mean, I have knowledge on Overwatch. Do you, though? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as Dark Souls, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you stick to Dark Souls. We'll keep going with Overwatch. Right. Or go, 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 go drive an American truck across country and put us on as a podcast like normal. So Hey, if you do something on that, I'm in. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> All right, so Overwatch. As always, we like to take it back and, and hearken to the very beginning and talk about Overwatch's origins. And so our story this week takes us all the way back to 2007. Back in 2007, Blizzard uh, started to internally develop what they had hoped would be their fourth franchise. The first three, of course, being Warcraft, Starcraft, and Diablo. This franchise was initially named Titan, and it was a game that was described as a massively multiplayer PC game in which players could both maintain non-combat progressions and shoot their way through deathmatches on a sci-fi version of Earth. And so basically what it was, it was a game that took place on, on a near-future Earth, and the players could do mundane jobs during the day while fighting enemies at night. I don't really even know what that means, to be honest with you mundane jobs during the day. M Matt, do you remember any of Titan at all? Uh, 
I do. And basically the stuff that they're coming out with for Overwatch 2 was all started back during Titan. It's what Overwatch was originally meant to be, where you have your missions and everything like that. Plus you have the other side of it for the esports and the and the uh the deathmatch itself. Well what else we know about Titan is that it was a class based shooter game. Players could select from several classes, and as they progress through the game, they would earn points to spend on a skill tree for that character. Which, I don't know about you guys, but that very much sounds like a Diablo first-person shooter to me. Uh, You know? Yeah. Yeah. But by 2013, honestly, Titan was just a, a mess. They had characters, places, they had skill trees, but they really couldn't find a balance for it all. Uh, the characters and the the skill trees that they had, they led to overbalanced, co- overpowered and overbalanced combinations. And people that were working on the game really described it as being very cluttered and confused. Matt, were there Titan announcements uh, before Overwatch? I can't remember, to be honest with you. Not really. It was all just, you know, hearsay stuff. Hey, Blizzard, you know, trademarked Titan as a website and blah, 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 blah but nothing, like, official. Even Chris Metzen was very quiet on it. I think it's really funny that they used Titan as a codename because the original Halo MMO also used Titan as a codename, and they're two completely different projects. Uh, so that is true. I don't know why, apparently, Titan was was a thing, but Titan was a thing. Um, or may I interject? Did you just say Halo MMO? Yeah, they originally were going to develop a Halo MMO, and it was codenamed Titan as well. I, if I'm look, I'm pretty sure. Sh- so I believe it turned into what Destiny is, and probably is now in in like a like Halo Infinite will probably be part of all where it came from. But at one point, yes, they were developing a a Halo MMO codenamed Titan too. So interesting. So, by 2013, we had a jumbled mess called Titan. Blizzard had already spent almost $50 million on development, and they weren't convinced that Titan could lead to anything significantly compelling over competing with any other MMO. And while $50 million sounds like a whole lot of money, let me remind all of you guys that at the time, uh, Blizzard was worth about $15 billion dollars. And so $50 million was just a drop in the bucket to them. They were printing their own money at that point. (laughs) They were definitely, WoW was printing the money, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) And so, well, yeah, I know. Does does it it depress you a little bit when you think about how much money they have of yours? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and so with that, guys, Titan was canceled. So back in 2013, there were, you know, at the time, there were about 140 employees working on Titan. Uh, most were transferred to other games, but about 40 employees were given a chance to come up with a new idea within about six weeks. Or the, the, the ultimatum was six weeks or we transfer you to other departments as well. And so the first idea, one of the ideas that the team came up with uh, was a, a project called Crossroads. And Crossroads was said to be an MMO set in an outpost in space which would have been, well, a crossroads to many different alien species within that universe. And so they concepted several character classes, and even at one point, considered tying into the StarCraft universe and bringing StarCraft characters into, well, the crossroads. I don't know how many more times I can say crossroads. Crossroads. Thank you. But as they fleshed out crossroads, 
they realized that they were going to run into the same problems as Titan, and so they began to transition these ideas into yet another concept. And while brainstorming, they thought about the current state of first-person shooters, because that's what, what they were working on with Titan. And they knew that they wanted to bring innovation to the genre, they were all fans of the genre, while also wanting to emulate the use of some of their favorite characteristics in other games, like the rocket jumping and grappling hooks used in a Team Fortress series. At the same time, MOBAs were starting to take off, and they loved the concept of having to cooperate with others to successfully win a match. And it was bringing these two ideas together is basically where Overwatch was formed. They wanted to take the scale and pace of games like Team Fortress and blend them together with the cooperative nature of MOBAs. And so we have Overwatch. Which brings us to the art style. At this point, they, you know, every first-person shooter was incredibly realistic. We were in the middle of a futuristic realism trend. So we had Call of Duty, probably Ghosts and Advanced Warfare, I think, the time. You know, Battlefield was in a more futuristic. We had The Last of Us post-apocalypse. We had Fallout. God, was that a four area? Um, we had all these just dark, dreary, post-apocalyptic, futuristic realism games. And they didn't want to follow the same suit. And so they opted for an art style that was more optimistic, as they put it. And it had brighter visuals that would help draw in players and make it appeal to a wider audience. Right? That sounds about right. Yeah? We good? Absolutely. And the thing is, is they wanted to create they wanted to create a game that was more inclusive to other people, too. You know, that was a that was something that they worked on from the beginning. They wanted to bring in different, you know, uh cultures and different genders and 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 so on and so forth. And so it was it was really just designed from the ground up to be, you know, a game that everyone could play. Now, not everyone plays it, but, you know, that's okay. They tried. So, with all these decisions made, they began to prototype the game. They took the classes they made for Titan, and they remade them as heroes, and they gave them the core abilities that they took from the Titan skill set, and they began to develop a backstory and personality for the said heroes. And so that leaves us to their first prototype. Right off the beginning, the development team was given an assignment for each member to pitch their own hero. And by the first morning, 48 hero concepts ex existed. Um, there were a lot of ones that didn't make the cut, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit. But I kind of want to start at the beginning um, and just kind of get everyone's thoughts on it. So, your first hero and your first map that came over from Titan were Tracer and the Temple of Anubis. So, Tracer. Are we a Tracer fan, guys? It wasn't no, beta. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you, Peanut Gallery. <laughs> I love Tracer and Beta. She was so much fun. But then when she went live, she just wasn't the same. Why? Uh, just they they took away so many bullets. It was she was just a lot. You had to be a lot more, you know, dive, get out, dive, get out with her once when, when she went live. Rob, you ever play as Tracer? I have tried because I do like the random heroes and stuff. And every time I get Tracer, I just I, I don't have fun. I'm not. It's not my play style at all. I like the way you put that. I just don't have fun. All right. So the next three heroes that they brought in, uh, which represent the first four, that was the core when they started off their, their prototype. The next three were all classes that they developed during Crossroads. So these were originally Crossroads uh, character classes. And they were Widowmaker, Reaper, and Farah. 
I'm a Widowmaker fan. I'm not going to lie. I have no problem there. How do we feel about those three guys? Farrah for me is Rob's Tracer because I am not enjoying Farrah at all. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy Farrah at first, but after using her more, I've gotten accustomed to her, mostly on the uh, uh, mode where you get faster refreshes. Oh, yeah. um, it's a lot more fun in that mode than playing her normally, because otherwise it's just the jetpack and all of her stuff is just really complex for me. But Reaper is one of my favorite characters. I do know that. Why do you like Reaper? Get up in there and cause some havoc. That's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so we had a, a map, maybe more than one map, and we had a core group of four characters. And... The development team felt at this time like they had a really solid concept. And to be honest, they thought about releasing it with these limited number of heroes and then continuing to add more in time. So let's start there. Do you think this game would have would be where it is now or would be as popular as it is now if they had started with this model, this maybe a couple maps? Let's go with a handful and four heroes. And go from there? No. Yeah, I don't think so either, frankly. I don't think so either. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I don't honestly think it would. No. So it's a good thing I, they didn't do it, huh? Probably. They nixed the idea of releasing it with such a limited number of heroes, and they took two more years to continue to add content before they released it. And that takes us to 2014, where they revealed... Overwatch with a cinematic trailer at BlizzCon 2014. Matt, you were there, were you not? Yes, sir, I was. Tell me what it was like to be there at BlizzCon when this was announced. The uh, the place erupted. Like it was Chris Metzen came out who is probably one of my favorite people to ever work at Blizzard. So whenever he comes on stage, you know something cool is about to go down. And when he inter- when he introduced it, it was just oh the whole place just was up and up and at it so were we were we were excited as him or we were excited for a new blizzard ip both yeah the fact that the fact that medicine was was one of the lead project designers in it you knew it was going to be good yeah that's very true um i mean he's worked on everything for them like absolutely everything for them you know um he's thrall i mean geez yeah 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 for sure (laughs) Yeah, man, I don't even know where to start. I mean, Metzen, Metzen was Warcraft, Warcraft 2, Diablo. I mean, like, he has just had his hand in, if, if you're a Blizzard fan, everything that you've, everything, everything. Rob, last night we played Diablo and we could not beat the Skeleton King. Do you remember, do you remember who the Skeleton King is? When you say who he is, what do you I, exactly I, mean? I refer to him by his his name. His Leonidas. His, it was Leoric. No. Damn Leoric. it! I knew that. So Metzen does did the voiceover for Leoric in the original Diablo. So you've kind of met him in his skeleton king form. He's nice. everywhere. Yeah, he's absolutely everywhere. So the first cinematic trailer had Tracer, Winston, Reaper, and Widowmaker in it. Um, but as part of the announcement, there were 12 characters that were announced. They were Tracer, Symmetra, Farah, Hanzo, Reaper, Winston, Torbjorn, 
Bastion, Mercy, Widowmaker, Zenyatta, and Reinhardt. Did I get those right? Yeah, I got those yep. right. That was the, I like to call them the Dirty Dozen. That, that, that was where they started. There were some others that they toyed with, but uh, they started with those 12. And then by the time it came out, we had, what, 21 was the release? Uh, was the re- Somewhere around there. I didn't come into Overwatch until late. Later. Rob, I think you bought me Overwatch. Maybe. I'm pretty sure you bought me Overwatch. But I remember coming in late after Moira. Moira after oh, wow. Moira. Yeah, it was after Moira. Because I think... That was What is it? Bridget? Brigitte? How do you Brigitte? say that? Brigitte? Brigitte. Is that how it's... Brigitte. Spaghetti? Spaghetti Brigetti? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the first hero that was like added to it after I played. So yes, I didn't come to Overwatch until late. I'm we talked about this uh on the podcast in previous episodes. Uh I've never gotten into the MOBA genre. Uh even this. I I don't know why. Excuse me, because I suck. That's the only explanation. So let's look at the release heroes. And you, Matt, you're gonna know better than any of us, so I'm gonna rely on you for a lot of this. Uh oh. As we go through it you're going to know the changes. You know, <laughs> some of these characters have changed quite a bit. Who got two major reworks? Was it Symmetra? Uh, Symmetra and Mercy. Mercy got a big yeah. one. Mercy wasn't airborne at first, was she? Uh, she she was, she was but more she, airborne. I yeah, felt. and and she could res the whole team at one time. She could change the whole game. Now it's you get one person every, what, 30 seconds or so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like slowed it down, but made it more like one on one as opposed to just that AOE. Right. So when we first started on, we had our on offense. We had Genji, Soldier seventy six, McCree, Tracer, Reaper, and Farah. We know Rob, you're a Reaper fan. Well, let me ask you this, Matt. What? What? Who do you prefer? Like, what? What's your preference? Well, I usually play Diva, Moira, and Mercy. Those are my three tops. That's ironic. I do love Reaper, but uh, he is not among my top three. And I would say my top three contain Diva, Moira, and Hammond. God, I hate that rat. <laughs> I'm one of those ones that make you hate him. <laughs> I know I've played more Mercy than anything else. I don't know how I end up on a support role, but I always end up on a support role. I know I like Junkrat and Widowmaker. I don't know. Who do I play as a tank? I've only done like Orisa. You think so? Yeah, I've been enjoying uh, Roadhog lately, actually. I haven't done a whole lot with him. Yeah, I I got him one time in Mystery Heroes, and I was like, this is actually kind of fun. So I started playing him a little bit in uh, Quick Play. What's Mystery Heroes? Uh, Basically, when you die, you come back as a different hero. Ooh. You don't get to select. Yeah, you don't get to select at all. uh, They do that during All-Star Weekend for the Overwatch League. Yes. there's uh I I had it as a topic, but this is a good place to there's one of the games they play is who is meta, and that's exactly it. You start out as one character and when you is it get a kill, you switch to another character. Oh yeah, the death match. Yeah, they've got it to where you go through all twenty one of them. Yep, exactly. When you get a kill with all characters, first person get a kill with all characters wins. So They Which usually is... put Mercy as last. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right, so out of the offensive guys, G- 
Genji, Soldier 76, McCree, Tracer, Reaper, and Farah. Who's still... I want to know who's still, like, viable in the meta. Like, we've added a lot of additional heroes, right? So it always fascinates me to know, like, who who is still relevant and who's not. Like, does anyone play Soldier 76 anymore, for instance? I do. Newbies. Newbies. See, there you go. Damon, you just called yourself out. <laughs> I mean, he was... I started out on Soldier 76, so he's one of my best characters. McCree? We play McCree? Oof. Oof. Oh. Oof. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we've all just been through the defensive heroes, right? We, we we covered that we like the rat, we like Widowmaker. Um, out of the other defensive ones, May, Bastion, Hanzo, and Torborn, Torbjorn, Bjorn, any of those still get played? Me and Rob do Bastion Orisa combo a lot. Oh, that's mean. This yeah, is mean. <laughs> but that's when you gotta come in with the Genji and you gotta have a decent Genji on there, otherwise you're in trouble. That's a pro Genji. <laughs> that's a pro Genji. That's dumb luck, Genji. Don't let him fool you. As we move into the tanks, of course we have the diva, which that's I mean, it cracks me up that that's where the name is, is that she was supposed to she is the diva of the team. Right? Where I've just said Roadhog, he no, you said Roadhog. Shoot, I can't even keep all the names straight today. Who plays Azaria? Does anybody? Azaria mm. is really fun, actually. Um, I was playing before we came on to here, and I was Zarya for a little while, and then I switched over to Reinhardt because of the way the, the other team was playing. But Zarya is really fun if you if you practice with her, because you got to keep that energy up. And then for support at the time, we had Lucio, Symmetra... Ugh, I'm going to butcher all the names, but Mercy <laughs> and Zenyatta. I, I, everyone played Mercy in the beginning, didn't they? Because she was so overpowered, that's why they had to nerf her? Yes. Yeah. Now let's talk about the heroes they added, and whether or not they've been... They've worked like they've done anything. Because, I mean, the first one they added was Anna. Anna's played... I, I mean, Anna's played a decent amount. There's an Anna skills challenge uh, in the Overwatch League, the All-Star Weekend, so, I mean, you can't, I guess you can't dismiss Anna. Anna's fun, but you just gotta stay so far back, because you take a couple hits and you're dead as fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Sombra? <laughs> How about a, you a Sombra fan? I piss people off with Sombra. <laughs> uh, I get so, pissed off by Sombra. <laughs> I, lo- I love hacking people. I got a, like a... I got the whole team with an EMP earlier, and all I got was hate. Oh. <laughs> that just sounds evil. It's it's awesome. Just popped up out of nowhere right behind him. Just, ah! And they're like, uh-oh. We covered our eyes. Uh, Doomfist. We have a Doomfist fan? Nah. Uh, not me. No? I wouldn't say a fan. <laughs> we, then we got Moira. <laughs> Moira. Moira. Moira's Moira's good, we like... And then we got Brigitte. Is, is it really Brigitte? I thought it was Brigitte. Brigitte. I call her Brig- Brigitte. Or Brigitte. Or Baguette. Can I call her Baguette like she's French? Brigitte. <laughs> Brigitte. How, how about the Wrecking Ball? We Wrecking Ball fan? Oh, that's one of my most played characters. You, you, like, you like rolling around in a ball? Sure do. Sure does. Book. Who came after? Who came after Wrecking Ball? Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah. Then it was Ash, wasn't Ash. it? Then it was Wrecking oh. Ball Ash. Was it Wrecking Ball Ash? 
Yep, it was Wrecking yep. Ball Ash. Oh, that's gotcha. And then Baptiste, is that the next one? Mm-hmm. Sigma, yep. Echo, and then Sojourn, right? Sojourn's not out yet, but coming soon. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, who even is that one? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, got ahead of, I got ahead of myself on that one. Yeah. As I'm looking at my list of additional heroes, not out yet. They called the first prototype Prometheus, and like I had noted with the first prototype, they had, you know, they had one day to come up with all these ideas, and in that day they came out with something like, uh, what did I say, um, 48 heroes that they came out with right off the bat, I think it was. Yeah, 48 hero concepts. And so of we know of a bunch of those. Uh, there's a bunch of cancelled heroes that were Prometheus pitches. Uh, when I opened this episode, I made a, a joke about you, Rob, uh, being a recluse. There was one called Recluse. There was Brit, who bears a big resemblance to Diva. It is actually, uh, what is it, the Kanazaka? Send that, the Kanazaka map, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brit is on the billboard advert for the virtual travel agency. Uh, so she's still in the game somewhere, which is really interesting. Um, but there are other ones. There was a, a, a character named Bruiser. There was a character named Firestarter, Frost, Helio, Hivemind, Huntress, Luke. Uh, there was one of my favorites called Mama Hong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it said that Mama Hong is possibly based on the landlady character from Kung Fu Hustle. And she oh, had an abil- she had an ability called manslaughter. And the, the profile picture is literally like this this Asian mean looking lady. Her hair her hair is in rollers and she's smoking a cigarette. I was gonna say, please say she flicks cigarettes at people, because that would be <laughs> yeah, great for yeah, an ultimate. She, yeah, she's sm- she's smoking <laughs> a cigarette in her profile picture. Apparently it was a very controversial character. Uh it's said to be the second most controversial character in terms of um in terms of argument over whether or not it should become a character. Do you know what said to be the the most controversial character that they have argued over? Tracer. Mm-mm. Oh, do you mean it's to become a character? Because they made Tracer change her victory pose. No, I mean that was controversial, but I mean to become like there there's uh. there's one character that is agreed upon that they argued the most over through the process. Mama Hong was the second most, and they nixed her. But I will give you a clue. The most controversial one they've actually added already. Anyone want to take a guess? Baptiste. Nope. nope. Actually, you play it a lot. We just talked about it. Hammond. Mm-mm. The Wrecking Ball. Yeah, it's yes. Hammond. Oh, it, where the hell? Hammond? Hammond was his name as an experiment, but when he busted out, he became the Wrecking Ball. So cool. that's that's his slave name, as they call it. <laughs> that's why it's controversial. <laughs> yes. you, know, you, just, you just schooled me on his name. I, <laughs> I, I didn't do that much research, I guess. Call me. Yeah, if you go to the Lunar Colony, you'll actually see where uh, Winston and Hammond are like scratched out on the thing as not being able to be found. Nice, nice. So, well, there you go. Some controversial Mama Hong. Let's see. McCloud, Overmine. There's one called The Freak. There was one called Praetor, Cyblade, excuse me, Rashi, Rumble, Troy, Watcher, and one called Yetzi, which is supposedly bared a resemblance to the Yeti. So, 
These were all Prometheus characters that were nixed. In case you were wondering, Mama Hong. Mama Hong was the most interesting one, I'll tell you that by far. So and they didn't get very far in a lot of these. There's not there's not a lot of information. You know, a couple abilities here, or it looked like this, or it it, it seemed to resemble this this person's. It's a whole lot of uh, when you look these up, it's a whole lot of, well, this person's skill set was actually integrated into this character type deal. You know, they became they became other oh, characters. So were they must have found their skill sets were interesting, but as characters, they were pretty boring. Moving on on the topic of characters. So I found an article online. Uh, it's published on thegamer.com. And of course, if you would like to see the article, I always post my show notes on our website, which is www.memorycardlane.com. But in this article, uh, it had listed five characters that are the most fun to play and five that are kind of boring. So that's what we're going to talk about, starting with number 10. So their 10th tenth, are the way you can look at it is their fifth most fun to play character because it alternates fun, boring, fun, boring. So the, their fifth fun or tenth on the list is May. Do we think May is fun to play as? I think she is. Uh, well, I think she is not with like her attack, but just using her like freezing abilities and stuff. Those are fun. Yeah, once you get her alt. <laughs> yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rep, are you runescaping right now? Nope. All right. Boring. Their most boring character, or their least boring character. I don't even know if you want to look at this forward or backwards, but their boring character, number nine, is Arisa. How do we feel about that? I can see that. Yeah, she is. You just stand behind a shield and shoot. And yeah. she's slow as all hell, so God forbid you're trying to defend a point and die. Alright, yeah. number, number eight for fun is Moira. How do we feel about Moira? Pretty damn fun. I love Moira. Yeah, why? Well, because usually I end up with gold and damage and healing at the same time. I'm like, what? Yep, that's common. <laughs> so number seven for boring is Damon's apparent favorite uh, Reaper, not Reaper, Soldier 76. Boring, Damon. Boring. I mean, old character, so people need him as much now. Call of so Duty. Play Call of Duty. Yep, exactly. <laughs> See? See, that's exactly how I feel about Soldier 76. That's the Call of Duty crowd right there. Oh, all right. So number six for fun is Wrecking Ball. Rob, we already know you love Wrecking Ball. Oh, yeah. I like the mobility of Wrecking Ball. That I, that's, that's it for me. I, I just think it's nifty. It's, it's different. How's that? Is that fair? It's different. Yeah. Very I, fair. I think my mouse sensitivity is too high for me to play Wrecking Ball for some reason. I don't feel like adjust, adjusting settings every time I want to play him. Yeah. So right in the middle for boring is Mercy. They put Mercy and the boring list. Do we think Mercy is boring? I don't. I like playing as Mercy, so. I think it's... It depends on the tanks, really. See, I think that you find Mercy boring because you like to bum rush into everything. Damn Literally. straight. <laughs> you are you are the Leroy Jenkins of every game we play. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rob, do you like playing as Mercy? I don't prefer her as my healer, but I if I need to, I know she is a strong healer, and if someone's already using a Moira and we need an additional healer for whatever godforsaken reason, uh 
I mean, she's not the worst secondary healer, but I definitely wouldn't play her as my primary. Well, that takes us to number four uh, with my slip of the tongue. Their number four for fun is Reaper. I'm not, I don't have a lot of experience with Reaper. How do y'all feel about Reaper? I think he's a lot of fun, but he is difficult to learn. Yeah. He's really difficult for me to learn. I think Reaper in Deathmatch, but not in Quick Play. That's interesting. Why? I've never done Deathmatch, so I, I can't. Well, because, I mean, as an individual, it's it's nice to be able to, you know, have that reliability of he has a little bit more health, and he does a lot more damage when you're up close. And with it being Deathmatch, you kind of want to get up close to everybody. So, you know, that's why I kind of like him for Deathmatch. But as far as in-game to me, I, I can't get that close most of the time. Well, their number three counterpoint for Reaper is Spaghetti Brigetti. How do we feel about her being a boring character? I like her. I play her. Not a huge fan, personally. If I get her in Mystery Heroes, I'm not mad, but I'm not excited either. Yeah, that, that's kind of <laughs> how I do. I'm indifferent with her. It's just not my favorite, but, you know, she's not terrible either. See, there you go. Indifferent. That's a, that's a really yeah. good way to put it. Really good way to put it. All right. So that takes us to the top of the list. The top of the list for fun on this article they considered Doomfist that they're oh. their top of the list. Eh? I'm, no. I'm, yeah. <laughs> no. No. I think though. I think okay. So we can we can all agree that that's a no. However, let's go with their let's go with their boring side though because I think we can all agree. Who 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 do you think they put as their most most boring character? I'm looking at the list, so I can't say. Oh, yeah, you are looking at the list. Matt, what do you think is their most boring character? I'd say they probably put Reinhardt. Mm-mm. Really? No, nope. nope, it's Tracer. Uh, Definitely Tracer. You know, I, I can say one thing about the f- top fun Doomfist. Really, it's enjoyable with that one, like I said, the, the mode where it's like really fast cooldowns because you can just spam the hell out of him in the air. And that's yeah. kind of a fun because it's it's just spamming and annoying people. You're trolling, really. But outside of that, it's just he's annoying. He's annoying to play. He's annoying to deal with. It's just no, I'd rather play Tracer. Agree. I, I like that. We've, did, we've just made Doofus the trolling character. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So so let's go on personal opinions. I know it's difficult, but let's start with you, Rob. You're most fun and you're most boring. Most fun. I mean, it really depends on the enemy team, because like a good team is not fun to play against as Hammond because Hammond's kind of a spongy tank. If it weren't for that, I'd say it's between Hammond or Wrecking Ball and D.Va personally. So, so I mean, let's just go with optimal situation. So let's assume all the things are right. Which is your favorite, to, absolute favorite to play with? Honestly, I'd have to say Diva. Okay. And what's the most boring character to you? I am not a fan of the Ana Widowmaker. That far off sniping. It just doesn't seem right in this game. Like it just it's too far away and and too situational. I just don't like those two and i can't really compare one or the other because to me they kind of just do the same thing although obviously one's more of a healer and one's more offensive but they're just both meh all right matt on to you what's your most fun character let's say i guess diva um i just i love tanking with her um some of the changes they've made since launch not super huge fan of 
But, you know, for the most part, Diva's been my main since launch, really. And your most boring? <sighs> I would actually have to say uh, I do not enjoy playing Baptiste at all. To be fair, I've not played him, so I couldn't really say whether or not I find him fun or boring. Like, he's kind of cool with what he can do, but at the same time, I'm just like, hmm, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> all right there, Peanut Gallery. Giving you a chance. What's your most fun? Favorite character to use is by far uh, Hanzo. Hanzo for you. And your most bo- I like the S. I just like bow and arrows. So anything, any game that has a bow in it, I generally go for the bow. And your most boring? Uh, Definitely Sigma. I just can't Ooh, understand. Call. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> understand how to use them properly and I never have a good time. I'm going to have to say that for me, you know, judging by the fact that I have more time in Mercy than anyone that I probably enjoy. I mean, I'll tell you, I enjoy playing Mercy. That's weird. I know. Uh, and I really don't like Soldier 76. It's too, like you guys put it, Call of Duty for me. Just I, I might as well be playing that than this if I'm using Soldier 76. So. All right. Well, moving on from the characters, uh, you know. Overwatch has a very, it's a big, it's a big competitive scene, um, big competitive scene. And, and anytime we can talk about professional esports, we talk about professional esports, you know, um, in this case, it's the Overwatch League, which is their, you know, a professional esports league that was created by Blizzard. Overwatch is got permanent city based teams that are backed by separate ownership groups, which is a little different than the way other esport leagues do it. Uh, they do a regular season and a playoffs format. Um, alongside that, there is an open division in which amateur teams can compete, which is kind of like a scouting, you know, deal. And then there's the Overwatch Contenders League, which is a mix of professional and amateur players. And alongside that, they have uh, their version of what, what I perceive to be the minor leagues, which is the academy team. Matt, Damon, Rob, anyone anyone watch the Overwatch League? I've watched some here and there, but not a whole lot. I that just I, I watched probably like a few matches like last year, so I can't say I'm the most up to date on it. Matt is the big Overwatch fan here. You keep up on this? I am actually wearing my Outlaw shirt right now, as funny as that is. I didn't even mean to, but, uh, yeah. Nice. So. Mark. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you say that like we're not all that here, Dave. I, yeah, I know. We all have our nerd things, so. Did I get the, the layout correct, though, in terms of, like, the Open Division scouting and the Academy teams are more like the minor leagues? Yeah, pretty much, uh. What's it called? I would love to be able to try out for that. It just seems like so much fun to get in there. It does. It mm. does. You know, and, and as the time goes on, it becomes a bigger and bigger thing. You know, um, if the the winnings are any indication, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Overwatch League, but I, I, I found this fascinating. So the first season was 2018 and the London Spitfire won. And over the course of the season, they took one point two million dollars home. And my understanding is the way that way it works is that uh, half of those winnings, the, the players get the split and then the other half goes to the ownership team, the ownership group. So um, in 2019, the San Francisco Shock uh, won and earned one point five million 
over the course of the season. And this past season in 2020, the San Francisco Shock took it uh, for the second year in a row. And over the course of the season, they won $2.85 million. From 2019 to 2020, the amount of money that was invested in this was almost double. And I, I can't see it going in any other direction but up from here, huh? I mean, it just seems to get bigger and bigger. Especially if we've got Overwatch 2 coming, you know? that They'll, they'll carry this over into Overwatch 2, won't they? Absolutely, but the, I mean, Overwatch 2 is going to go to 5v5 versus 6v6. So oh, I'm kind of curious how that's going to affect everything. I don't know. I mean, if I was a player, it meant more money for me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but I mean, it's, how are they going to balance the tanks? Because it's only going to be the one tank versus yeah. you know, the tank and the off tank. You know, I mean, the healers are going to start being able to you know, have their own healing, healing themselves and everything like that. So I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to play out. Yeah, well, hold that thought for a second. Let let let's uh, let's go. I want to talk about one more thing in the Overwatch League, and then yeah, let's go back to Overwatch Two, the All Star Weekend. I've I've talked about it bits and pieces, but it really fascinates me that there's an All Star Weekend for Overwatch and all the all the games that they play. So they do a talent takedown, which is where all the casters and the analysts play against one another. They do a Widowmaker one v one which is Widowmaker with auto-firing disabled and only headshots apply damage, so that's pretty cool. There's a Winston skills match played in Ilios where each player has to push a neutral wrecking ball into the well in the middle of the map. I, I, that's, it was hilarious, to be honest with you. It's great. Uh, there's a Genji skills challenge. The first player to three eliminations wins. There's an Ana skills challenge, which is the first person to a 20 eliminations or five minutes of play. And then, of course, we've already talked about who is meta, where each player begins with McCree. And after a kill, they're automatically changed to another character. And the first to get kills and all 22 characters wins. So there's a lot of really interesting things in there. Um, and, and I'm almost like, why... Why these characters in the All Star Weekend? Like, why a Widowmaker? Why a Winston? Why? Why? Like, why? Why? You like? Are are these Matt? Like, I'm at like since you're more into this than the rest of us. Like, are these considered like the characters? Is that why they picked those ones? Are they just like, let's play these characters that uh, no one plays and make people play them for All Star Weekend? You know no, what I mean? They're more they're more skills players, you know, because I mean, especially with the Widowmaker with just headshots, you That's know, true. you have you have to be on point and have your wrist flick perfect, you know, everything like that. Genji to me is just a pain in the ass to play. Like if you're good with him, you're good with him. So and then Anna, you know, she just does her little healing thing most of the time. But, you know, if they can do the, the damage with her and get the kills, more power to them. Do, do you all know if there's any other of the esport leagues that do an All Star Weekend like this? Because I I can't I don't. It's not like there's a Rocket League aerial gold challenge or three. You you get what I'm saying? Like I don't know of anything that we have like this. Or am I wrong in that respect? I don't think there's anything like that. No. Yeah, I don't think you, so either. You know, but but overwatch league is different too because of the way it does the, the city-based teams and the way it does a play the you know a regular season in a playoff format it, it it's it's not it's not like you, you can't do that with the other e-leagues because they're almost entirely based on tournament style formats you you, you get what i'm saying 
I mean, they're they're all, all aren't all of them. They're all based on elimination tournament elimination styles. All of them. I mean, we talked about Smash Brothers. Isn't that how Smash Brothers is? We know that's how RCLS yep. is. Um, yep, it's all bracketed. It's all bracketed. So I there really isn't. I guess there's really not a, an opportunity to do anything like this because what would you have All Stars for? All Stars weekend is literally the whole season because you're always playing bracketed stuff, you know. All right, so let's bring it back around. Overwatch 2. We've been getting little information here and there. Um, as Matt just alluded to, the latest thing to come out, it is the latest thing, was the 5v5. We just got that information, what, a week ago, was it? Somewhere, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, so let's talk about Overwatch 2. Um, so yeah, so for starters, it's 5v5, uh, which is interesting. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious too. I can't wrap my head around what that's going to look like for team composition comparatively. Right. Because I mean, the way the tanks balance each other out, you know, if you're using, you know, Reinhardt and Diva, so you have the, you know, the fast moving with the shield, and then you've got to worry about your healers. Just having one of them's just, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I mean, they're going to balance everything out. I mean, it, that's just... It, I imagine that when Overwatch 2 comes out, that we're going to get... The characters aren't going to be the same. They're going to have to design them. I mean, they're still going to be our characters, but they're not going to play or feel exactly the same. Because I feel like if they leave some of them the way they are in a 5v5 setting, we're just going to... It's just going to be out of balance. It's going to be out of whack. Yeah. Uh, it- Diva's so squishy, you know, by herself, it's it just wouldn't work. And Roadhog, I mean, yeah, he can heal, but that's a big target. <laughs> very true. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, all right. So, Matt, what else do we know about Overwatch 2? Well, the healers are going to be able to, you know, they're going to start having self-healing, much like Mercy does, whereas uh, most of them now don't. So I have been able to keep up. I've been working so much. I've been trying to keep up, but I haven't been able to keep up, keep up. That's all right. I've only been seeing the bigger pieces of news and the 5v5 is definitely, uh, definitely taking up the conversation right now because, well, I mean, it's a very big change and none of us really understand what that means. I mean, we do, we do and we don't, you know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be a whole lot of balancing. I think, how did Blizzard put it that they feel it's going to, hasten the pace and more clearly define roles you know i because with the six person you could you've got a little bit of wiggle room and i mean you do have technically have a little bit of wiggle room you know what i mean yeah um which i think if you eliminate that extra extra you don't get the extra you you don't you have you just have to know your role and stick to it that's the point I'm trying to make. You're going to have to do that because there's less of a chance of someone being able to help you with your role. Does that make sense? Well, it's also going to require a lot more teamwork. So, I mean, if you're pugging, you know, all this, it's going to be a rough day if you've got a bunch of pugs that just don't give a shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Rob, what do you think about a 5v5? I haven't done as much competitively with the games, so like obviously I've, I'm familiar with the six v six, but I just I don't really see it being that much different as long as you have solid players. But I guess that's exactly what you guys are saying: is you have to know your roles. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for me. I just think everyone's going to have to be a little bit more precise, depending on the team composition and the role you play. Because uh, right now, there's definitely overlap in certain roles, and you might have less of that when you lose a person. And I mean, it's just a person. It'll be interesting. What uh, we we still we know it's not coming out this year. That we know. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it, isn't it? There's still no ETA otherwise. Not that I've heard or seen. Just, just not this year. Yeah. It's already more than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it and Diablo 4 are not this year. Both were whenever they did a, I don't know, a financial report. They were both not shown in any of the quarters for the year. And so everyone just put two and two together. So. What about that Diablo mobile game that uh, has been so touted? Uh, I have a very mixed feelings about that. Uh, Agree. It could be interesting. Uh, it looks interesting from the streaming I've seen of it. I don't know. I love Di- me some Diablo, though. I, look, I love me some Diablo. But with that being said... The most Diablo I've played recently has been the first Diablo, and uh, it's a bit of a struggle to show my love <laughs> because that series has just come so far. It's just come so far, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just come so far. I I love I I, I still love Diablo two. I like Diablo three. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I still love Diablo 2, but like when you go back to Diablo 1, it is so hard. It's just so hard. Like There is. Yeah. <laughs> Rob. I'm the only one to have died last night, and that was like 20 deaths. That's well, not actually true. the only. At, for like we the were, first hour and a half. We were getting our butts handed to us left and right. Oh, uh, and then like you die and your stuff is down there, and like you sp- respawn with no st- Like it's just so hardcore. It's so hardcore. Yeah. Man. You're not hardcore until you live hardcore. Hey, but you got you got to see the catacomb for like two seconds before we all died. I sure <laughs> did. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Was, uh, that was rough. I know. I know. Well, I think I think with time and with everything, that's about all I have on Overwatch. It's been a good five years. Uh, how about this? Um, before I take out uh, the game itself. What has been your favorite change to the game from in five years? Uh, Damon, how about you for starters? God, I'm nowhere up to date on most of this, but oh I hated God. when I hated when they reworked Hanzo. Well, he's not asking about hate. I'll, I'll take it. If that's, that's what easy. he wants. If, that, if that's what he wants to do for his biggest change, cool. <laughs> Rob, what about you? I mean, just as the game's grown and added new characters, because I've enjoyed a lot of the characters they've added, like Moirin and Wrecking Ball, and just uh, just been a lot of fun getting to play with the new characters as well as the old cast, you know? Yeah, it's been nice that they've been consistently adding new characters. I think that for those of us that are casual players, it it kind of brings us back into the fold, maybe if only for a little bit out of morbid curiosity, you know? For sure. And I think that this game does it better than a lot of others. Um, I, that's it. A lot of others. I was I was going to make a comment about Rocket League never adds stuff, but they kind of do with different limited game modes and stuff like that. And the skins, mostly the new vehicles and stuff they add. Yeah. But 
Matt, what about you? What's been what's been the most significant change for you? I love the arcade, to be honest with you. You know, with the mystery heroes and death matches and things like that that they've gotten in there. I'm really enjoying that, you know, it's not just straight PvP. I mean it is PvP, yes, in a sense, but it's got the different playstyles and everything like that. Do you play a lot of competitive? Um, not lately. I used to have a lot more time on my hands, but you know, now it's just like I get in there, I get my 10 wins or losses just to get my spray and call it a day. But sometimes I'll I'll hop in there. Where do you feel your skill skill levels at on the competitive circuit? Oh, good Lord. Depends on the day, really. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, let's say your heyday on your heyday when you're playing all the time. Where were you? What what level were you playing at? I, I, I was in golden hell. Golden hell. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, we 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 know Golden Hell in our own <laughs> our own respective games. So, yeah, I remember back when I was we still playing plat- competitively. We were plat, yeah, nice twenty five hundred. Oof. Nice. Yeah, it was it was either hit or miss at that level. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it for five years of Overwatch. Uh, before I take it out. Uh, Anyone want to add anything? Damon, you, for starters? He's going to be fun. cool. Have you fun. Know, just have fun and enjoy the game. Okay. Matt, how about you? Anything you want to add to the to the Overwatch conversation? Some some other bit of trivia I missed? Something fun? Something interesting? No, I mean, truthfully, you did a lot of research, and uh, you, know, you kind of actually taught me a couple of things as far as going that far back with uh, Prometheus and Titan and things of like that. I knew basics of it but i never really did a deep dive into it so learning all that was kind of cool you know yeah it is it's uh i always enjoy that's that's my favorite part to be honest with you so rob how about you what uh anything you want to add to the overwatch conversation uh no i you just you know damon hit it on the head just play the game try it out see if it's for you it's definitely not for everyone but uh i will say that there is a lot of varying play styles that as long as you enjoy to some small degree the competitive aspect, because that's ultimately what the game is all about. But there is a play style for a lot of people. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you enjoy that style of game, you'll find someone. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, moving on from the game uh, every week, we have a gaming question of the week. This one's very much related to the competitive side of things. So, gentlemen. Do you think that professional gamers are similar to athletes in physical sports? Why or why not? So I will start out with Damon. Do you have an opinion on this? Like, what do you mean exactly? Like athleticism itself or just. We can go with that. I mean, if that's what your if that's what your knee jerk reaction is, you want to compare it to athleticism. Do you want to compare it to athleticism? I was just going to say it. I mean. Gaming takes a lot of concentration and stuff, but as far as being athletic, I don't think you need to be athletic to be good at a video game. So you're saying that my fat ass could be competitive in gaming? Absolutely. Okay, good. Just checking. But but you believe that focus and concentration, do you need more yeah. focus and concentration? I feel like on the higher levels, yes, it does take a lot of focus and concentration because you have to be aware of everything going on, your teammates, communication, like you have to know call outs. There's a lot to know. I mean, I would say athletic sports are very similar, though. In terms of that, yes, but I was saying in the term of just straight athleticism, I don't think you need to be athletic to be good. 
right. Fair statement. Matt, how about you? What do you think? I think as far as like honing your skills and practicing, I, I think they are very similar. But but I also have to agree that, you know, as far as athleticism itself, you know, like as, as you put it, yeah, my fat ass could be on there, you know, if I had the time to to put into it, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, uh, Rob, well, how about you, man? Well, I mean, everyone's hit it kind of perfectly on the head. Obviously, the level of athleticism is going to be different between one and the other. I mean, one, you don't really do a whole lot of athleticism because there's not a lot of VR esports right now um so but i will say i was gonna say so what you're saying is i don't need to work on my cardio to be competitive uh uh esport gamer guy i mean cardio is always important oh good just Thank staying you. healthy and then being you know the healthier you are the, the more mentally aware you can be during your gaming which rule is cardio anyone know that reference is that number rule number one do cardio I think it's number one. I think it's number one. Zombieland. I knew it was one or two. I couldn't remember. But um, I I do. I do think that it. Both are very. You have a lot of training in their own aspects. One is definitely going to be a lot more physical than the other. Although, I think that mentally speaking, it's really kind of one and the same. I mean, if you're playing a game where it's a lot more solo, it's no different than a olympic wrestler you know he's one-on-one you might be for a team but one-on-one you're that's your match a boxing ufc fighting it's all thinking what's your opponent going to do what do i need to do to counter this or what's my next attack i mean to the same degree it's just like a game of chess it's just always thinking ahead and you do that in sports just the same you learn to react to situations but you also think ahead of what can you do in certain situations should they come up yeah that's very true i i do think that I do think they both take a a, a lot of, I, I think we've all said it, practice and honing skills and concentration and and so on and so forth. I, I, I think we should look at, they're professional gamers, right? There's a professional everything. There's professional dog trainers and professional, I don't know, ice cream eaters. They're actually, I made that as a joke, but I'm pretty sure there's a professional ice cream eater somewhere. Professional hot dog eaters. Yeah, I'm thinking. That's exactly what I was just thinking, you know? Um, I think each needs their own specific skill set, and I I don't think one takes away from any other. Um, Athletes are to their respective sports what professional gamers are to gaming. You know, they they have to operate on a level that's way above where the rest of us operate. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go on the street and shoot some b-ball with the kids in the neighborhood and think I'm LeBron James anymore than I think I'm going to be. I don't even know who the Overwatch people are. Anyone anyone know the actual names of the Overwatch? Like, the like, Matt, you're wearing an Outlaw shirt, but who's your favorite Overwatch player? To go with Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a Diva Tracer player, you know, does really well. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So, well, there you hey, go. Come on, Dave, you can probably oh, name at least three Rocket League pros. Yeah, come on. I can. Yeah, I can. We all can. Our squishies of the world, so. I was also... Zero is my Smash character, or Smash player. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just a matter of what we we pay attention. I have never really gotten the Overwatch League. I did watch about an hour of it in preparation for today's episode, and 
it 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 it's fascinating to me to watch. It's fascinating to me to watch, mostly because I sit there and go, "Why can't I do that?" Because <laughs> they make it look so easy, right? Uh, yeah, they make it look so easy, and then I go and play. They're like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna wipe out an entire team at once," and I go play it. I'm like, "Uh, why do I keep dying?" They give just, me they, heels! Give me I heels! Know, I know, I know. Well, that's the that's the that's the part that we're all missing is the people around them. So, well, you also got to think they have a lot of time on the game itself, plus a lot of time playing together with who they're playing with. Also, yeah, very true. Very plus, true. when you when you get to those higher ranks, you're usually around the same people every game, so you kind of learn how everybody plays. Very true. Very true. So, all right. Well, with that being said, you know, we were just talking about looking ahead. And if anyone would like to look ahead and see what episodes we're going to cover and what games we're going to cover in the future, you can do so on our website at www.memorycardlane.com. On memorycardlane.com, you can also find all of our old shows. I post all my research notes for the episodes. There is my biography, not Rob's. Check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and then there's also links to join our community here on Discord, where you can play games with us, talk to us, or in the case of our late comer here for this episode, Damon, in case you're wondering why a fourth voice was floating, occasionally other people just kind of pop into our recordings, which I'm really going to have to work on locking out. Uh, so yeah. Also on our website, there is a link to our Patreon. If you would like to support this fledgling podcast, you can do so for only $2 a month. And you can get to that support page with the support link at our website, www.membercardlane.com, or go to Patreon directly at patreon.com slash tripdownmemorycardlane. Whew, that's all the plugs. Boy, do I love that every week. But yeah. What else am I missing, Rob? I'm missing a very key component. Well, Dave, I think that you're forgetting about our social media. (laughs) What are you doing on social media these days? Well, when Damon finally helps me fix my internet, I'll be streaming on twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. Damon, are you still trying to stream over there? Uh, I was about to say yes, if you also want to come watch me stream. It's basically the same thing, just underscores in between the names and D-A-B-S for the last name. So it's Fat Boy Dabs. Fat Boy Rips and Fat Boy Dabs. Boys are creative. I love it. Actually, I can't complain because I play as a fat boy when we play Rocket League, so I'm not even going to shit on you. So, Man, I already, know, I already know that you hate social media, but am I missing a shout out at all? Uh, not at all. I don't do any <laughs> stuff. I'm I got enough drama without it. And of course, uh, if you'd like to find me, I am on Twitter as David underscore is underscore wrong. That's David is wrong because I am always wrong. Feel free to come on Twitter and tell me how wrong I am. I really just wish video games happy birthday. Uh, And when I have the time to play Rocket League, I complain a lot about it and post my 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 special clips. Uh, which is really just me posting the one in a thousand shot I get. That's really it. I promise it's nothing special. So, and I think that'll do it. Uh, so, you know, here we are at the end of the episode. And as always, 
Um, since we like to teach you new things about each game, we go round table and we talk about what we learned. So Damon, Peanut Gallery over there in the corner, what did you learn today? Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know about the Halo MMO thing. I've never, as big of a Halo fan as I am, I've never heard about that. I really like that his takeaway was not even Overwatch related, but I'll take it, so. <laughs> um, I, was, I mean, the Titan stuff and stuff like that, I, I think I missed a portion of it, but. Uh, he wasn't was, paying attention. That That's was, okay. Yeah, it's that all right. Hit or miss. I will go down the list. Rob, how about you? What did you learn today? Biggest takeaway. I would have to say that it was definitely the uh, the Halo MMO. No, honestly, um, I I had no idea about the whole um, <clears throat> tracer or not. Sorry, the whole Prometheus thing. I didn't know like any how that was all done. I didn't know about Titan being an original thing. I didn't know any of the origins of this game. It's kind of cool. I just huh? knew it was kind of fun. Yeah, I agree. I, they, that was before my time too. And Matt, I know you said a little bit, but you want to stick with the same answer? Yeah, because I mean, I I've never done a deep dive into all the the pre stuff. It's kind of cool to hear about, you know. And it's my favorite part of each week. So, well, good. Well, we all learned something as a team, and all you listeners out there, I hope you took something away from today's episode as well. We've spent the last five years playing Overwatch. And honestly, like everyone else, I never paid attention to where it came from. So most of everything that y'all learned today was new for me, too, which is always it's always a lot of fun to learn about it and bring it bring it here to to all of you. So and with that being said, we're going to take it out. Uh, Last thing we do uh, each week is we give everyone one last chance to add anything. I will start again with you, Damon. What would you like to add? Last 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 words, my friend. Basically, just, I mean, we kind of already hit it. Just try the game out. See if it's for you. Don't take it to heart if you lose. It's just a game, man. Yeah, I think we could say that about most of our competitive games. Rob, you know what? Hold that thought. Rob, you always take it out last. Matt, what would you like to add? Last words. Hey, I just want to say thank y'all, because uh, this has actually been really fun, and I've never thought I would ever do anything like this. So I really do thank you guys for uh, having me on. Well, we appreciate you coming on. It's always nice to have different voices in the gaming community. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. All right, Rob, what do you got? Well, as always, want to say thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to Matt and Damon for joining us today. Um, you know, we I say it every week. It's a hell of a lot of fun what we do here, but definitely a lot more fun. When we have a bustling community. So be like these two folks. Come on in, say hello, tell us your stories, and just hang out. We're here to make friends. Good vibes. Good times. And uh, with Overwatch, play the game. But like Damon said, don't let it get to you. There's a lot of people that are better than you. A lot. <laughs> that's every game we play, though. You know that, right? Like every game oh, yeah, we play. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, that's just, that's just every... You realize that that's my daily reality just in our social group, right? Like, I don't even... I, I'm not even good at anything in our little circle of friends. So, I I, I live mediocrity. That's that's me. Mediocrity, Dave. Mediocrities. I like the Latin terms. You like definitely them. improved in Rocket League. So, <laughs> I, we can't well, necessarily say that you're... You're bad anymore. You're pretty good at Rocket League. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Not hey, as good, but I appreciate you, that. You also kicked my ass in some Diablo. 
that's, that's true. true too. But that's just that's just old school. That's years of of have you guys have to play it at a disadvantage because you're going backwards. That's what we were born and molded into. So it just feels right for us old people. So. Right, Matt? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should go get some Metamucil or something, man. I know. know. Well, I'll say it just like Rob. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Matt, for joining. Thank you, Damon, for joining at the last minute. I think I'm just going to leave that in and let everyone be confused at first how you popped in there since you missed the introduction because it's more fun that way. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to leave that in there. And at that, I'm going to take it out to next week. So on our next episode, we're going to be heading back to 1995 to look at yet another successful game created by Hell Laboratory, a development studio which we recently discussed in our Super Smash Brothers episode. When it was released 26 years ago, Earthbound was hardly a commercial success. And even worse, reviewers had little praise for this RPG that parodied various staples of the RPG genre. But by the 2000s, feelings about Earthbound had changed throughout the gaming community, with multiple polls and critics naming it one of the greatest video games of all time. And so next week, we're going to be taking a look back at the cultural phenomenon of Earthbound, starting with its commercial flop, through its rise, and into its influence on games in this current day. So if you're curious to learn all about Earthbound and 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 where it started and where it went to, join us again next week as we get weird with it play it loud, and take a foul-smelling trip down memory card lane. Do the thing.